0: What a week, what a week, what a day, what a month. And this is Moments with Mika, and I'm Mika. And I'm Rick. And this week, let's go over um, the topic suicide. Since it is, you know, Suicide Prevention Week, um, it's really critical that we always make sure that we address these type of topics and kind of be transparent and um, give, like, the real deal about everything... Um, Just to know that, let people know that everything that may seem perfect and seem like it has glitter and sunshine and butterflies is not always as it seems. Absolutely. But before we get into it, you guys know I love my fun facts. (laughs) And Rick tried to spoil my dreams today with my fun facts because he already knew how to do this, but it was something new to me. (laughs) So when it comes to tipping people... We don't need our calculator. I mean, you could use your calculator, but let's say you're out to dinner, you know, you out with your boo thing, and you're paying, right? Hmm? And your phones are dead. And the receipt doesn't tell you what 20% is of your bill. And you're sitting there like, hmm, how am I gonna calculate this? Nine times out of 10, this isn't, this isn't gonna happen. But if it did in another reality, this is what you <laughs> could do you can move the decimal over one spot to the left and then double that number by two. So, let's say your bill is 35.50. That means that, you know, you guys ate a little bit and you drunk some water. And
1: drunk some water. <laughs> I'm about to say,
0: because drinks are like $12 by themselves. So, okay, you guys have you a couple you going of
1: to the restaurant at?
0: Mind your business. <laughs> <laughs> but, let's say the bill is 35.50, right? Move the decimal over one spot to the left, which make it $3.55. Double that, which is 17, and boom, people, that is your 20% for your tip. (laughs) Fun fact with Mika, you know, see?
1: Uh, Uh-oh, okay.
0: See, Rick (laughs) was up there like, yeah, I already did that. But a lot of us, that didn't do that. I used to pull out my calculator and be like, yeah, I'll just do it this way. Even though, like, math was my favorite, like, subject in school. But I'm not doing all that extra stuff. Once I realized that the calculator would always be with me, I'm going to always use it. So, <laughs> so there we have it, people. An easy way to get to twenty percent of your tip. Now, Rick, how yep. was your week?
1: My week was actually pretty great. Um, yesterday, uh, my son hit six months old.
0: Boop, boop. So, baby Rick, Rick,
1: we got to chill and kick it and play on the floor and try to eat sweet potatoes. I don't know if that's his thing.
0: Probably not. Sweet potatoes is nasty as a kid.
1: Like every time he eat ams, them, he like he joked like it's sour or something. Like
0: because it got a very funny taste to it.
1: He keep coming back for it, but every time it look like he get electrocuted.
0: Only um, because like I'm just hungry. That's it.
1: Like pop, you give me the, you give me a spoonful, but uh, this ain't working.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. That's how I be.
1: Then we had some on the floor time. We got to play with toys and. There's some Baby Einstein, so it was a beautiful Oh, I love today.
0: the Baby Einstein. Yeah,
1: yeah, he was into it. I had to put the child lock on the phone because when he not into it no more, oh, he definitely pushed buttons on the phone.
0: Yeah, or just teeth with it. Put it, put the phone in your mouth and just eat it. I'm just saying, at least they're waterproof. Mm-hmm. You know, with the new iPhone, you get three minutes of waterproof, and then after that, you're a goner. So, <laughs> <laughs> so if you're going to put your phone underwater, you only get three. Well, no. Two minutes and 32 seconds. So after that, yeah, you might need a new one, but you have heard that first on Mom's with Mika. Okay,
1: (laughs) so how about you? How was your week?
0: Um, pretty good seeing that. Um, I got this uh, position that I've been wanting. Well, it's not really another position, well, I guess it kind of is, but I get to do something different at work that I've been asking for for I don't know, like maybe four or five months. And um, I was finally able to manifest it, which is, like, really random. Because I kept on getting no, 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 no. And I finally randomly got, oh, yeah, we need you to do this. And I'm like, what? This but, might leave?
1: Huh? This might leave?
0: No, nobody left. Oh, I don't you know just why. Expanded it. Okay. And it's not even, like, super busy. So I'm like, hey, you know what? I don't ask no questions. This is what I want. Hey. You know? So I'm really starting to get that mindset of anything that I want. I am definitely going to get it. I just got to be patient. So um, that helped me a lot. I was really happy about that because it came like randomly. Because after the last time I asked them, I'm like, you know what? This will be the last time that I asked them. You're not going (laughs) to keep on telling me no. I'm going to take it, period. So, you know, I stopped asking. And then they just gave it to me. So that was kind of wonderful. Um, But one thing that I did want to touch on this week, and um, I had to go to the eye doctor, right?
1: Okay,
0: and because one of my eyes like, was like really sticking, like it was really, really dry. Where every time I blinked my eye, it just felt like it was just sticking. Like, you know, and them dials like
1: Visine wasn't working.
0: No, I didn't, ha- I was at work. So, look,
1: so no, wait, 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 wait. So, Rick, instead of going to across, across the street example, to the store, to I'm not get spending Visine, no money, you went to the eye doctor,
0: sure did. Okay, so look while i was at work <laughs> have you ever had one of those dials that open their eyes and like one of the eyes already like always open slow
1: absolutely not i'm a, I'm, a boy. I'm
0: saying and you've was... seen it before you've seen the meme of it of like with the dial they got the one eye open and one eye closed okay any lady that had a dial before just <laughs> listening to this show have you ever seen the dial that it was supposed to open his eyes but one of the eyes are already stuck
1: some baby so, wake-ups I don't the know you the name sit up of it. and then their eyes Yeah, open when they say, okay. that's
0: how my eye was doing. Like, it was slowly opening. So, it kind of frightened me a little bit. And then I started thinking about having, like... <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Rick. It's not funny. <laughs> it's not. This, my sight is very important to me. <laughs> so... It coming up like... <laughs> yeah, it was, like, slowly. And I'm sitting there like, why does this keep on happening? So, I'm trying to blink. Mm. And oh, he kept God. on doing it. But I was thinking about getting the LASIK eye surgery. And... Wait, I, wait,
1: wait, 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 So your eye was opening slowly and you wanted to jump straight to LASIK?
0: Yep. So, <laughs> listen, I'm a dramatic person. Just take me to the thing that's going to help me. And I thought that was going to help me. But I started thinking about Jessica Starr. Mm-hmm. She had the eye surgery. And it's not that it went bad, but it took her a lot longer to heal. Right. Um, Whereas it was supposed to take, I think, like maybe four, four to six weeks. It was going to take a lot longer than that and that was a part of the reason why she did her suicide because she didn't feel like she could be a mother what? a wife anymore yeah, it's a lot like she lost a lot of her vision and she was her eyes was very sensitive to the light so she couldn't really do much you know
1: so it's not a reason to go out that's a comeback but still story to
0: I, I thought about that and i'm like you know what mm-hmm. Let me just chill. Let me just relax, you know, when it comes to the eye surgery thing, do my research and everything. Right. But it also brought me on the topic because this week, a lot of, you know, suicide awareness is very big this week and is very crucial. Right. So we've been looking at a few news articles on the Apple News app. And one thing that stuck out to me. Apple Plus. Is it called Apple Plus? It just said no, no, Apple news on Plus. Mine. News, news Plus? Okay. Yeah. So I looked at this article. It was about a pastor. His name is Jared Wilson. I believe that he was, I don't know where his church is, but he recently committed suicide um, this week. And what stood out to me is, you know, he dealt with suicide for a long time. He was only 30 years old. And he actually had a foundation where he wanted to give people hope and help people. And he had preached. And that same day after he preached, he committed suicide. And his wife said that he was dealing with Deep depression from childhood things and he was under a doctor's care but he just wanted to help other people Um, but he founded the the organization that's called anthem of hope and it's about amplifying hope and helping people that battle with brokenness and depression anxiety and self-harm now I wanted to bring this up because I want to let people know that depression doesn't have a face Um, it doesn't have respect of a person place or thing so, it could happen to anyone. A person can be smiling. Like, I think about Robin um, Robin Williams. Is that? It was Robin yeah. Williams? Yeah. That, you know, he made Mr. Doubtfire, Dial- Mrs. Dial- Fire, all the movies that we loved. And he committed suicide. So, I want to remind people that even though someone might be smiling, you don't know what this person is dealing with internally. Right. Um, I think about, like, a lot of celebrities that have committed suicide and... It just brings, like, a lot of thought to me because it's a lot. The number has doubled for kids when it comes to suicide. Between 2007 and 2015, the number has doubled when it comes to kids being brought to the emergency rooms with suicide attempts or suicidal thoughts.
1: And that, that's was really concerning to me because, like, what is the common factor? What is happening to kids that makes them feel that all is lost? Because I remember when I was a kid, like... It was tough. Still, you had you had people who wanted to be bullies. You had people who wasn't going to be bullied. You had teachers you felt like was picking on you. You had teachers that was actually picking on you. Like, there was a lot of factors in the world. And still, like, it seemed like kids around our age had thicker skin. So, like, what is causing this hopelessness that kids are starting to feel now because when they're kids like why should they feel anything remotely depressing like what is happening in their lives that causes this type of emotion
0: i think that it's not that is i can't really say but i think that one thing that could be causing the issue is the no competition thing everyone wins
1: yeah um, no one that.
0: loses so if you're always sheltered Right. and you never get the opportunity of knowing what loss feels like or a failure, then when it actually happens, it hurts a lot worse than somebody else that's used to it. Right. Like, for me, I, I'm i not going to say that I felt like I always was supposed to win, but, like, when I actually had the reality of what life really is and I started failing at things, and social media just makes it so much worse, but I really, like, took a, a really bad, like, slope. And everything so I really feel like that plays a part in it like we have to teach our kids that you're not going to win all the time you're not going to be up on top all the time
1: well, like, It's not, not just that it's you got to teach them to work harder if you true. didn't win work harder be better that's true you can win next time you always can win but if somebody outworked you hey work harder
0: that's true it ain't
1: all over it's going to be a next time
0: it is. It but, ain't no next
1: time if you kill yourself.
0: That's true. I think that um, we make it seem like... And it's not just... It's not purposely. Um, but I think that society and maybe social media make it seem like su- like suicide would be the, the way out. Because you just let go of everything. Right? But we never think about what also comes into play with this. Right. When you take your own life, first of all, you didn't give your own life. Is yours it's not yours to take, first of all, okay?
1: Well, I mean we 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 do push that it is.
0: It's not though. Now
1: they're they're saying Did you put the children, air in your lungs? They're saying now children have the right to choose.
0: No, I'm sorry. So if I can't choose with my body as a woman, you don't have the right to choose whether you're gonna <laughs> take your life or not. And it might sound funny And I know it might sound harsh, but you don't have the right. You didn't put this ear in your lungs.
1: I'm I'm totally with you on that.
0: That's what's going to be taught in my household.
1: My son got to make it to at least 17 before we start talking about options and decisions.
0: Man, listen, 17. And even at
1: 17, it's like you get to have an opinion and it might sway me, but my decision is already made. That's it. So I can sympathize with you at 17 because next year, it's all you, homeboy. It's true. So, up until the end, I'm going to just say stuff, and that's what's going to happen. Daddy, I don't want to. <laughs> that mean to me.
0: I just feel like um, when it comes to social media, and this could play a role, maybe not in the younger children, because they don't really be on social media like that. They, they be do on, YouTube. Be on
1: YouTube. YouTube. They be on YouTube heavy.
0: And it makes it feel like... When there's things that's happening in your life, everyone else's life looks so much better. Right. And I think that's the issue that sometimes we see everything else and we see the things that's going on in our life that's not aligned with what we're seeing and we're asking ourselves and maybe kids is asking themselves, well, why can't my life be like that? Why was I deal with the bad cards here?
1: But you look at the numbers and statistically it comes from like children of all brackets. So, it's like, even the children that's well off are taking their own lives. So, it's like, because my son is so young. Mm -hmm. Like I said, we just made it to the six-month milestone. I'm really concerned on what are these triggers and what's making kids nowadays feel like that's that's the answer. Because, like, I would hate to get that phone call. That phone call would destroy me. Yeah. Now, am I going to feel like killing myself? No. But, I might feel like tearing up a whole bunch of other stuff. Yeah. Like, you don't know what kind of kind of mindset that's going to put you in. You don't. And I don't deal with death well.
0: Yeah, I, I've been working on it, but you know, I can't say how, how good I'm at. <laughs> I'm,
1: that's the thing. Like, I can't say I've been working on it because it's like, when do you actually get to work on how to deal with death? During dealing with death. And... <laughs> It's like you're deep in the emotion of what you're dealing with mm-hmm. and working on having a better outlook on it is not even the case. Like you can theorize about how good your outlook is now, and then it happens and you find out it wasn't. That's true. So it's like I really I'm really concerned about what we can do to make children you know either voice what's going on with them or why they feel like that or make them not feel it at all
0: i can say for one thing for myself um i can't really speak for other people but i could say one thing that helped me back and that cut me in depression and i battle with this like literally every day like i would say out of seven days i might have two good days two days i would consider good days and it's only because it's not even necessarily things going wrong. It's this bully mentality that we have in ourself. So it's your self-thoughts. So it's like, I'll be ready to do something right. Oh, I'm going to do this. I'm going to go out the box and do this. Something in my mind and be like, sorry, sis, you're not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. You're not good enough. So I think that a part of the depression and suicide, it's, maybe it's not sometimes things that other people are doing to you. It's what your thoughts are doing to you. Like we have this bully mentality to ourselves so we tell ourselves well you can't do this you're not good enough to do this if you do this people are going to laugh at you if you wear this people are going to laugh at you if you portray this people are going to talk about you and it's like at what point do we stop listening to our thoughts and just do it and i think that's one thing that keeps us down it really kept me it really keeps me down and i have to tell myself i have to ignore certain thoughts like when i'm about to do something right. or like i literally have not been as um, I haven't been on social media as much as I used to be, Right. and it's only because of the mentality that I have that I'm trying to fight. It's like as soon as I post something, I always think like well, somebody gonna think that you you better than them. Somebody's gonna have something to say this. So I took a whole step back where I don't hardly post on my page. I even created a second Facebook page because I being afraid of judgment. Well, you are being afraid. You are better of,
1: than them. But if it, they're wasting their time thinking about your, oh, she. But makes at the she same time... Me, that makes you better. They may not even be thinking that.
0: about that, though. That's that's the thing. Like, yeah. you don't know what they're thinking about because you it's allow the, your... It's yourself. Exactly. It that's okay. the problem. So I think that that plays a big role when it comes to the suicide. It plays a big role when it comes to the depression, the anxiety. Only because, like... I don't want to... Okay, I'm not going to say I know what Jessica Starr was thinking about when she committed suicide. But she wrote down that I can't be a mother like I used to be. I can't be a wife like I used to be. But where do you think that those thoughts came from? Because I know that her kids didn't tell her that. Right. I know her husband... So what I'm saying is, sometimes when your thoughts tell you one thing... And my mom always had to remind me this. That when your thoughts tell you something... It's not always your thoughts. And it's not necessarily always true. But if you allow those thoughts to keep on perpetuating. Faster
1: and grow. Yeah.
0: They're going to grow into a big tree. And they're going to be rooted inside of you. And every time you attempt to do something. Every time you attempt to open your mouth. Every time you attempt to go out that box. It's going to destroy all the motivation that you had to do something. Right. And you're going to go right back into that box. Like me, I will go in my little box. And I will stay in my little box. My little box is being in my room and closing all all the windows, no light. I don't even listen, I don't even watch TV when I'm in my little box. I don't do anything. I don't even want to be bothered. I don't want the TV to talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't want people to talk to me like and it's and I just feel like that's a part a lot of like that's a real big part of suicide that we have to teach our kids while they're young that everything that you think, everything that you see is not Exactly what it is. You know how you like you see a little, a little part of a picture. It's this quote that someone's. Hey, you know, you seem cool. Let's let's chat it up. I'm not saying slide into somebody's DMs <laughs> and, and try to be slick. Exactly. But I'm saying, you know, don't be afraid to talk about things. Don't be afraid to talk about the memories. And when you're helping someone, uh, one thing I de- I heard uh, when my grandmother passed, and I swear it, it pissed me off. Um, I think. Someone said, you, you know, I think they they were trying to help, but they were, they had said, oh, you'll get over it after a while. No, no, no. That's still my loved one, and I'm going to always remember that person, so I won't get <coughs> over it. Right, and it's like some people, they don't, when they say things, they don't really mean it like that. They just, you know, they try to help, but that's something that you, you want to stay away from. You want to stay away from giving someone a time limit on how long they should be hurting or how long, you know, this grieving is supposed to last because it's different from everyone. Sometimes it's months for people they can get over and sometimes it's years. And sometimes yeah, for me, it's been a couple years and I'm coping with it. But Portia is getting ready to be a year, you know. So it's something that um, you learn to adjust to. We are, we're always adjusting in life and this is just another adjustment that you, you have to make. Yes, it is. So... It's okay to reach out and to have others help you deal with the death and um, what you're going through at the time, definitely. And don't be afraid. Like me, I am open to talking to people. Don't be afraid to inbox me on Facebook. Um, Don't be afraid to email me off the website. I'm always here to talk. Give some inspiration Give some laughs I'm, I'm a really funny person Whether Ricky think it or not Ricky be hating But he be laughing too I'm a really funny person So like if you need Someone to talk to uh, Whether it's You know About a death Or whether it's just That you feeling bad You just need somebody To talk to Reach out It's Mika Hunt M-I-C-A-H-U-N-T Find me on Facebook Inbox me I don't even know If I can accept Any more friends On Facebook I know Cause you got tons Yeah my friends <laughs> is packed But follow my page you want me
1: to just Kick it with you but not, like, have somebody else that I kick it you with.
0: You know, I'm not going to argue this one. Because <laughs> I felt like saying something. But I'm going to just stay focused on Target. <laughs> but I want to, you know, we wanna, I want to drill this into people. Because we've been drilling it into ourselves. And another thing that I wanted to point out with people is that, you know, it's not always easy. Now, every day is not always a great day. Right. But it's how you take that bad day. It's, it's how you treat it. It's, it's how you... Actually um react to the actual day that you're having. It's the energy that you also put out. Don't worry about the things that's going on around you. I had to learn that even with a bad day, it could be a bad day, but I gotta learn sit back and be like, Okay, am I gonna make it worse or am I gonna make it better for myself? And it starts in your mind. It starts with thinking, you can't be like, you know what, this is a bad day. This is a bad day. Everything is going wrong. I'm irritated. They are pissing me off. Everybody's getting on my nerves. Cause that's exactly what oh, we're going my goodness, through. You that, had one of those. I'm telling you like. that I had days like that back to back to back. And I had days like that back to back because I kept on thinking. Everything is going wrong. Everyone is pissing me off. Nobody understands. Nobody is listening to me. And you know what happened? Nobody was listening. Nobody was paying attention stuff was going wrong my tires was messing up they was pissing me off at my job I couldn't get the stuff right for the show (laughs) I dropped my computer I broke the screen on my computer and it's not to complain about it but it's just to say like I was manifesting it just because of the way that I was thinking right and one thing that I want to point out is that your brain don't know the difference between reality and imagination and a lot of people are gonna be like, well what, Oh yeah, what, you gotta what? dive into that. Yeah, oh we're oh, gonna definitely we're gonna dive dive definitely that. get into that because I think that it's really important to bring that up before we get off the show and I want people to really understand what we're saying. Your mind, your brain does not know the difference between reality and imagination.
1: Well Meek when you say that, like I know the difference between reality and imagination. So how don't my brain know it?
0: So let's take the placebo effect, right? Right. Have you ever did a, um, listen to the study? And I actually did the study in school no. um, for a science project. But have you ever, um, studied something or seen a movie where it's a whole bunch of pills, right? It's mm-hmm. a whole bunch of white pills. It's a bowl of them. You don't know which pill it is. It's sugar pills. And it's probably some, I don't know. We're going to say ecstasy pills, right? They're all, all together, right? No. Everyone takes the pill. Now they don't know the majority of the pills that's inside of this bowl is really sugar pills, mm-hmm. and it's probably just one ecstasy pill, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone takes the pills, and everybody's sitting there, and it gets down, and everybody just start acting crazy, right? Yeah. They just start acting like, "Wow, everything is beautiful. Let's touch the walls. Let's dance," or they get angry. I don't know. Yeah. But it comes to the fact that if your body doesn't know the difference between a sugar pill in a real peel, it just reacts on what you th- you're thinking. What you
1: think is going to happen. Exactly. So, your your mind triggers and creates symptoms.
0: Exactly. So, it's the same thing. It's something that's called the nocebo effect. If you go ahead, look it up. Um, if you ever, you guys ever heard of a um, hydrochondriac?
1: Yeah. Um so basically,
0: so, basically, have you ever gotten sick or something like that? Let's say your arm was twitching or something like that, mm-hmm. right? Have you ever just Google and Google like, what does this mean? And they give you some type of disease. And you be like, oh, I got this disease. I got
1: 10 minutes.
0: I got 10 minutes to live. I got one of the symptoms. And then next thing you know, you start getting the other symptoms out of nowhere. Your, your neck start twitching next. Oh, my God. I got the next one. The next one is here. It's that you start to believe.
1: That this is what you got? This is
0: what you got. So, your body say, well, well I got it then. I, I guess I got it. And your legs start twitching. And you, then you just start doing, you know, the, the thriller dance out of nowhere. <laughs> so, it's like... <laughs> What I'm I'm saying is sometimes we can we can make our mind believe something that is not. So it it doesn't know the difference of something happening. So let's say you are always thinking about something bad. Your brain releases toxins in your body that says, well, something bad is happening. So you could be panicking. You know, it's like it it brings up anxiety attacks and different things like that. It brings up... Have you ever studied how a person can have some type of... Um, like a heart attack out of nowhere. No no problems or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But you could be scared. You could be frightened. Because your brain releases a toxin that creates an issue in your body. So it's the same thing. Like if you're really happy and you're really joyous, it's a different type of toxin that's released in your brain. And it's like a euphoria. You know what right, I'm saying? right, so right. So that's like you got to get into the play of it. It's like... When you're really excited, it's just like you get that adrenaline rush, you know, that rush. Like, when you're about to do something, it's something that's releasing your brain that makes you feel that way. Absolutely. So, it's like, that's why you have to control exactly... It's not just controlling your mind, because your mind and your brain is two different things. Right. Your brain is where everything is housed, right? And there's still things that's going on inside of your brain, but your mind is where it's who you are,
1: right? It, you think of it like a computer. Right. Your brain is like the hard drive. Right. So... Yeah, the software to, to run everything is on there also, exactly. which is your mind. Your mind is the software. Mm-hmm. It's what makes you you. Mm-hmm. It what grab the memories and it grabs the knowledge, puts it all together with your personality and then projects it out. And that that's that's pretty much what the brain and the mind is. It is. Now the brain has much more power than just uh, the uh, endorphins it release in your body. Yeah. Because when you start feeling all good, you're releasing these great endorphins and mm-hmm. it, it it's contagious. It like, is. Like, people start to feel good around you, all of that. But your brain actually controls the energy that you pull to you also. So, if you're negative, you see that everybody you hang with is negative, all the people you're around is negative. It's not a coincidence that you all act the same way. It's contagious. Mm-hmm. If you one bad apple, spoiled a bunch. That's a real thing. Because mm-hmm. if one person in your group is always negative, always negative, always negative, you're going to become irritated around that person all the time. Mm-hmm. And you're going to either start getting irritated at everything that they irritated at. So when they point out something, yeah, why would they wear those shoes? And why would they wear that? and Or you're going to be, why are you always so negative? Chill out. Mm-hmm. The problem is, that we're talking about is when you're that person. Right and how to fix that mm-hmm. and the getting past yourself portion mm-hmm. you have to be able to tell yourself I'm going to be positive yep. That that's the first part yep. the affirmation is the first part I'm going to be positive and then you got to look at it you look at something that will make you irritated and you see hey this is irritating why is this irritating Right. what is the problem with it it looks like it's well put together looks like they thought about it If they're not, if they didn't think about it what business of mine is it anyway? Am I going to buy their clothes? I'm not going to buy their clothes. So why am I dwelling on it so much? Mm-hmm. I should probably let it go. That's true. Ooh, a bird. <laughs> and there you go. See, you have to first address those negative thoughts. Attack attack yourself. Question yourself of why this is bothering you so much. Mm-hmm. Get to the root of it. You got you to get to the root of it. Because changing yourself... Like I said, it's going to be mind-bogglingly difficult. Yep. So you have to get to the root of the issue. So whenever you find yourself doing something that you don't, that you want to get rid of or you want to correct, you have to go application and then production. So now they already have a chip in your hand. How can we have this chip do more?
0: Everything starts in mind. You look at mind. the Apple
1: Watch. When the Apple Watch first started, it was an expensive watch. Didn't do much was no apps for it, mm-hmm. was no real technology in it other than, you know, screen lit up and all of that. Battery life sucked. Mm-hmm. Now you look at Apple Watch Series 5, got a cardiogram, a cardiograph in it. It can call your doctor if you have an arrhythmia. It can reach directly to your cardiologist. It can call 911 if you fall. Mm-hmm. Call the next person that needs to see about you mm-hmm. to let them know that the ambulance is on their way. Like, as things progress... All you need to do is create the first building block and then people's imaginations run wild.
0: Exactly. That's why I was saying last week that, like, everything starts in your mind. Like, right. even, and I hate, because I, you know, I hate going back here, but it really does start in your mind. Like, as I say, like, you first start cheating in your mind. Once a, no, once absolutely. you lust, that's it. It's like You it. already created everything in your mind and you already manifested it. So, I mean, you're just, like, saying, like, it's going to happen one of these days. At the same time. So, it's like... If you can think it and you can create it, it can actually happen before your very eyes. So <laughs> it's like, let's really start thinking about what we want to do yet next because it's another recession coming. Whether yeah, people, absolutely. even if, whether you want to um, research it, whether you want to believe it, don't be left behind. Like, let's not go through the same thing that went in 2008. Go through it and not be prepared this time.
1: Well, recession is also changes of power. So, you got to understand that when a recession happens, something gets cheaper so that someone can stockpile Mm. and sell it for a lot more later. We had the housing market crash and then everybody boomed up on selling houses later. Yeah. Because they got them cheap and you sell them high. That's what a recession is. If you're about business and you understand money, when a recession happens, something just got cheaper. That's true. Invest in it. Because it has to be rebuilt at this point. It didn't make it through the current climate. And now it needs to be restructured, redone, and pushed out better.
0: That's true. But some people got to worry about their jobs. Like me, Mm -hmm. I know that, honestly, with my job and the position that they're in right now, if there is a recession that's getting ready to happen, I might not have a job for much longer. So I got to push and push and push on my business because I can't be sitting out here with no job, still have bills, because the recession ain't going to stop my bills. So it's like... I really have to think about my next step and how I'm going to get to my next step and how I'm going to keep this income. And I believe that other people should start thinking about that too. And then also start investing. So then if one market do go down, you can get on board, grab something real quick. So then when stuff start really picking up, you'll be on top of the game. It's all about staying on top of the game and staying on top of your own game.
1: Right. Forecasting a recession means it's time to start saving. Not just for rainy days, but for opportunities. Yeah. Um, so if you see it coming and you see that it's possible, look at what area is causing the most problem uh, for the economy and look at ways to be able to invest in improvement of that uh, that area. That's true. Also, at the same time, understand that your bills will not stop. They will no not. matter what you hope for with mm-hmm. uh, investments or with the future of yourself or just what you want to do. Well, things won't change. They're not. So you need to focus on, you need to weigh all of that in and, you know, get you a good umbrella for it.
0: Well, it is now the time to really make sure that you're minding your business and minding Minding your your business. business. So this has been Mika and Rick and we're out. Peace. All right. I have real questions. How does your car look right now? Is it clean on the outside, but not clean on the inside, or vice versa? Uh Uh-uh. Whether you're having a hot girl summer or a city boy summer, your car needs to be looking good if you're going to be looking good inside of it. So, here's the resolution. Make sure you call Simply Clean Mobile Car Washing and get your car looking good. Make sure it's restored back to new, and it'll only be done at Simply Clean Mobile Car Wash. So, give them a call at 586-646-0403. 586-646-0403. 0403, you will not complain. I guarantee that. You heard it here first on Moments with Mika.